0: Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging, objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton.
1: Thank you, Suzanne. On our previous episode, we began a discussion with the Vice President of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, Dr. Tom Phillips. Tom had told us about the seven signs that revival is happening or ready to happen. I had asked him about something Billy Graham had written regarding Tom's own books on revival, which suggested that revival is imminent in America in a way not seen before. Now we continued that discussion with Dr. Tom Phillips. Now, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has many different ways that it shares this gospel good news. What are some of your and Franklin's top priorities in these next months and through 2021?
2: Well, uh, thank you. You know, our number one calling is proclamation evangelism. And uh, any, any nation uh, that calls on us to come and be part of the uh, birthing of those into Christ. The evangelist is the obstetrician. Our job is to help birth the babies. And normally we have about literally 40 different festival celebrations. We call them crusades around the world every year. But because of COVID, that slowed us down dramatically, of course. Will Graham is still doing celebrations. Robert Kunville in India is still doing celebrations. Uh, David Ruiz in Latin America is still doing crusades. But Franklin and the bigger cities, we've got six pending in England right now. We've got pending in New Zealand. We've got pending at the end of the tip of Argentina. We've got pending in Australia. We've got pending in the United States, which hopefully will come back online with a Route 66 tour, nine cities. Uh, we've got pending in Cologne, Germany. These are ones we've had to postpone. We've got one that's underway right now in Milan, Italy. So we do crusades. We also televise the work that we do, so people by television can come to Christ. We also show Mr. Graham's old classic videos on God TV and TBN. About 12,000 come to Christ every year just from those. We also have the rapid response team that goes out with Samaritan's Purse to God-allowed disasters, hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, or man-made disasters like killings and shootings and terrorist attacks. And we go out and literally hundreds every single year come to Christ because thousands upon thousands are prayed for. As I mentioned, we've had to be very creative. And when Italy was in its darkest days with COVID, we have military hospitals, and we sent one to Milan, Italy, and kept it there, selflessly serving the Italian people until they were in control of that situation. The directors of Mount Sinai Hospital, city of New York, invited us to come up there. Believe it or not, the city leaders allowed it. Now these go, these are like regular army hospitals. They can have 100 beds, 800 beds, operating rooms, and, uh, intensive care, all these things. Uh, doctors and nurses give their times. So we went up to uh, Mount Sinai right across Fifth Avenue in Central Park, and the city allowed us. We put up this hospital. We ministered to hundreds of patients, and whenever we needed to pull that hospital back out, The director of uh, Mount Sinai Hospital said, would you set up a hospital in one of our lobbies? So we took in partitions, broke up a lobby, staffed that hospital. Then he said, our people are so tired. Could your staff, as you leave, could they stay and run one or two of the floors of this hospital and give us a bit of a break? And we did that. At the same time, a large donor from uh, Alabama uh, called us and said, uh, Would you want to consider, if I paid for it, putting 60-second gospel spots on television and giving people a chance to call in for prayer? And we said, sure. Well, we had a little tiny um, telephone center, like in a big doctor's office, because we already had a uh, prayer line about 16 hours a day. We turned that into a 24-7 prayer line. We kept expanding it and expanding it beyond what the technical men or women said we could do. Until we had a 1,000 people that could be online at a time, we trained over 3,000 people around the nation, Um, and as I mentioned, we took, uh, we're still doing it, we took 240,000 actual calls that we connected with people, prayed with them, and we always asked them, do you know the Lord? Would you like to know how to know Jesus? We had over 10,000 various commitments to Christ and 5,300 first-time commitments, so When other ministries had to turtle, we had the hospitals to put out. We had the telephone line to expand. And we're still planning our crusades. We're still doing as many as we possibly can. We have radio. Uh, BRB radio is one of the strongest radio. We're on Sirius radio with Mr. Graham Channel 460. Uh, That will celebrate its third year this year. Um, The 30 top radio station managers were just noted by Radio Inc. Magazine. And uh, our brother, uh, Mr. Owens at BRB Radio, was one of the top 30 managers of radio stations throughout America and the only Christian radio station. So we have the Billy Graham Library. We've had, of course, because of COVID, the back. People are still coming. It's 30% of the attendance it was last year, but growing. It's listed in TripAdvisor as the number one place in Charlotte to visit. It's been listed in Religious Travel Attraction Magazine for several years as the number one religious travel attraction in America. And, of course, we have the code, Mrs. Graham's vision, Mr. Graham's vision. But the Bible thoroughly would be taught there so lay men and women could come and receive God's word training, and guest groups come as well. So the plethora of ministry, we have Internet evangelism, and we've had over 80 million people receive the gospel there, and nearly about 2 million come to Christ. And they're on every single day around the world. And we have chat coaches that can get online and talk with the people who need help personally. We have 1,400 of those and are growing the number of chat coaches. So it's really interesting. In Mr. Graham's personal life, he preached to 212 million people personally and had 3.4 million decisions for Christ that we literally have cards for they estimate that Mr. Graham's life, 2.2 billion more received the gospel through some kind of technology. So when Franklin came along and Mr. Graham was frail and Franklin Graham took over BGEA, he said to his daddy, can we use technology to get you out there? So now we've been through technology with what we call My Hope 30-minute programs with Billy Graham or Franklin being lip synced into the language of the country, with that country's celebrities or sports figures speaking we've been in over 60 countries and we've seen that 3.4 million in billigrams lifetime in 20 years go to over 26 million decisions using technology and jesus told us after i leave you will do more than i how can that be well one is the holy spirit was given us and number two technology and so we utilize technology and franklin is very gifted at this telephone internet radio television Anything we can do to fulfill the mission statement of BGA to proclaim the gospel by any and all means possible.
1: And it's just remarkable how those things transpire. It's only possible because God is making it happen. There's no possibility that uh, you, Dr. Phillips, or Franklin, nor Will and Roy and the rest of the team, nor even Billy Graham himself, could ever do those things. God did it and it is doing It's amazing.
2: Amen. I mean, let, let me just say the key word for Billy Graham is humility. And we, we want to always be there. This is God's work. Amen.
1: Yeah. But you all are so faithful to be uh, at work on God's mission. So I really thank you for that. Now, uh, as we're wrapping up, I've got just a couple extra questions for you. The one thing I've been hearing from wise people whom I trust is that the time is coming when Americans will, as citizens of other nations have for many years, have to suffer for our faith. Uh, Do you see that coming, Dr. Phillips? And what encouragement can you offer us to strengthen our resolve, to stand firm in our faith?
2: Amen. We know that Revelation chapter 9 tells us that in the last days that demons will be unleashed from the pit. And when we look at some of the things that are happening through people in America today, we ask ourselves, how could that be? So, yes, we see religious freedom, a battle zone that it didn't used to be, but it is now. Or we see freedom of speech, which is proclamation for us, preaching, a battle zone that it didn't used to be. And uh, Henry Blackaby said something very interesting a few years ago, uh, the man who wrote Experiencing God. He said if society seems to be getting, as a whole, darker and darker, it's not the problem with the darkness. The darkness is just acting its nature. But it is that the light no longer dispels the darkness and the salt no longer preserves. So the counsel to the church is, awaken, church. Let's proclaim the gospel. Let's live the life that Jesus taught us to live in the word of God Let's go to the word of God. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to utilize us as very inadequate vessels because he is not inadequate. He is adequate. So, yes, we could be going into time of persecution. Our adversary is not people. It's Satan. And every person who might see us as an enemy or we might see them as an enemy, whether it's ISIS or someone who wants to destroy the fabric of the founding fathers in this nation, every one of those people there's a chance they can know Jesus Christ. There's a vacuum in their heart that can be filled only with God's love. And the Bible tells us God is love. And when we ask people, uh, who's going to get to heaven? God really doesn't give us the answer, but this answer is practical. Go tell them so they can have a chance to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is telling the church today, through COVID, I've let the walls fall out. Don't go back in. Go out to the communities. Serve in compassion. Serve in justice. Use Jesus' name. Tell them that God loves them. Share the gospel with them. Let's be bold in the midst of darkness because light dispels darkness. Yes, persecution may come. Yes, it may drive us to our knees. But God is the creator God. This is his planet. We are his children only because of faith. Faith is the substance or evidence of things hoped for and not seen. We can see the evidence. We can see the substance. God says, let your faith go beyond what you see, and let me show you what I see. He really wants this world brought to him. And in the midst of the darkness, people are hurting. People are hurting. Last night in our phone center, we had a Fox News 60-second spot. A normal heavy load in a 60-second spot will be three to 500 phone calls in three to five minutes last night we had 800 attempts in two minutes people need hope yes and god says to us give them the hope god's given you we're not special we're just saved sinners and everybody can be a saved sinner
1: that that uh may answer actually the last question i had for you but you might expand on this uh, i know that a lot of people right now uh christians in america and and other people in general elsewhere. Are struggling to obey God's admonition that he had Paul write to the Philippians do not be anxious about anything. Uh, What advice would you share uh, to people who are struggling with that?
2: That is real. And uh, we deal with that on the phone line every day. Um, There's never been a time of more anxiety. Uh, more depression. You may have heard of the frontline doctors. These are the Christian doctors that have stood tall even standing in front of the Supreme Court calling our nation to to God as well as to medicine. Um, We uh, have been using in elements of our society fear to control this population. Now there's truth. I'm a scientist by training, right? I'm a biologist by training. There's truth to the coronavirus, right? Um, The point is Jesus can give us a rest in our spirit that society cannot change. When you think about those 21 Coptic Christians taken on the beach of Syria by ISIS, and they were beheaded, right? Mm. They were losing their families. They were losing their lives. And guess what they did is they were beheaded. They sang worship songs. Amazing. The The rest, yes. The rest that can be in our hearts. All of us need to take our hearts. And the center do, heart doesn't mean in Hebrew the muscle. It means the center of your being. We need to say to Jesus, I give you my heart. So the question to our listeners is, how's your heart? Give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. and He promises us his rest. And in that rest, circumstances can swirl around us as they have done with these great Christian leaders in the prisons of China historically. And I've met those Christian leaders after they spent 20 years in concentration camps or five years in prison. And the joy they have and and the smile on their face in the midst of what's happened to their bodies is overwhelming. It'll make you weep when you see that Jesus is truly their best friend. He never left them. So anxiousness is not of God. Sure, we have to be concerned, but anxiousness can be overcome by knowing him, becoming intimate with him, going into his word, reading and studying and praying and letting the Holy Spirit guide us, serving others, and that rest comes over. When I used to be upset or semi-depressed when I was trying to get through all the graduate work I did and having no money and all that, if I found myself getting down, I'd go share Jesus with somebody. I'd just go out and witness. And it would always go away. So loving him, letting him have your heart, and then serving others. God will take care of each of us. It'll be tough, perhaps. But we want to see this nation revive. We want to see this nation have the chance to be the great ascending mission nation agent of the world. So we do need a revival. We need to fight the evil, not the persons, fight the evil in prayer. Listen, no revival has ever occurred without concerted, united, persevering prayer. Matthew Henry once said, when God intends great mercy, For his people, revival of the church. He, first of all, sets them a praying. We don't run. We don't tuck our heads. We're not ostriches. We run into the battle because the armor of God, the gospel of peace on our feet, truth about our loins, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, there's nothing on the back. Our armor is not defensive. It's offensive. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through through the pulling down of strongholds. And that weapon is love, principled, true, godly love. That'll change a world.
1: Amen. That is the truth, the capital T truth. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights with us today, Dr. Tom Phillips. And uh, God bless you.
2: Thank you, Clay. It's wonderful to be with you and your listeners.
0: Now it's time for our special historical segment featuring a practical example of how core principles are applied.
1: On the 17th of November 1917, Marxist Vladimir Lenin advocated for the elimination of free speech. That sounds extreme, hopefully, but it is what every Marxist, and every leftist, and every statist seeks. All tyranny requires that people who are being oppressed or manipulated by it be denied the means to honestly discuss things with other people. Anyone who fails to recognize that the modern Democratic Party is embracing leftism and are therefore becoming an existential threat to liberty itself is blind to reality and therefore subject to deceit and anti-reality. I pray Americans awaken to defeat that problem.
0: Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at LateJuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.